Hello and welcome to the I Write Books podcast. My name is J.D. Vale. I am a poet. I've authored two books so far, two poetry books. Um, and I live in Columbia, Missouri, originally from St. Louis, Missouri. Appreciate you joining me on the podcast. If you heard the trailer, if you listened to the trailer, this is a podcast that's a raw, unfiltered, unedited take on my life as a poet being part of the creative community here in Columbia, Missouri. You learn about my books, about upcoming poetry readings, um, and then also just my take on being an uh, indie author, some trends in the industry, uh, the publishing in- industry that I've noticed. And then also we're going to wrap up with the philosophical quick bite, uh, just something to think about so to speak, Um, some things that are on my mind that I want to talk about. So hopefully you'll learn a little bit, you'll laugh a little bit, and maybe you'll get a little bit pissed off, but that's all right. (laughs) Um, I really appreciate you joining me. So coming up in the next segment, we're going to talk about the books that I've released and um, my process working with a local publisher versus working with a bigger publisher like Amazon. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, And uh, then after that, the next segment is going to be, uh, what is my marketing strategy? How do I get my books in the hands of readers? So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Um, It may be different from what you've heard or know about poets and other authors that write. Um, So we're going to talk a a little bit about that. Then we're going to wrap up philosophical quick bite of um, just for me the difference between print media and social media um, so I'm just something I'm gonna get off my chest a little bit that um, I love for the audience to respond to so we'll come back podcast run about 15 20 minutes won't take too much of your time but um, we'll get into some topics when I come back thank you So, what is what have I been working on? Recently, I've published two books. The first one being Park Bench Philosopher. That book was published with a local publishing company here in Columbia. A little backstory: I was at a all-day music festival with my family and some friends, and we, of course, at those festivals, you have a lot of different vendors selling things and so forth. So came across a tape, a booth with a bunch of books on it. And of course, I'm immediately interested. Um, It's an organization that Free Air Books is the name of the organization. They have a literacy program, but they also are trying to get into publishing. Talk with the co-owner, George, great guy, great individual. We just talked a little bit and I told him I wrote poetry. He was like, I'm interested in publishing uh, some poetry. So we kind of talked back and forth. One thing led to another. 
And then I uh, was able to work with him to publish my first book, Park Bench Philosopher, which is a chat book um, that I released. Uh, it's really kind of like my id book, so to speak. Uh, a lot of frustration, a lot of ideas, a lot of things that I've been trying to get in paper form and poetry form. Uh, so I was able to do that. He really liked my work. Um, he handled the, him and his organization handled the editing, the book cover, the formatting. Uh, it was really cool, uh, really cool process. The book looks great. Pages look great. It was just a really great process. Of course, with that kind of system, you have to pay a little bit to get all that done, but I'm blessed to have a really good career. I'm a university uh, director at a university, so I have the flexibility to use my day job to fund my passion, which is really awesome. So I released the book, and that's, that's great. It's on freeairbooks.com. You can find it there. You can find it on Barnes & Noble, which apparently is, you may not be able to do that anymore because I just heard recently that they're going out of business, which is crazy after 16 or some odd years. So that's really crazy. Um, but you can find it there. Maybe one day you'll find it on Amazon. I want to talk a little bit about that. That's a really interesting situation. Um, so I'll talk about that in the um, um, next segment. Um, so I have that. And then I published Watch and Wander, micro poems about everything and nothing at all. So I wanted to do two books. I want to do my first one really out there, really kind of disclaimer. It's a little raunchy. <laughs> um, it's really just me airing my thoughts and grievances and just some pent up emotions, so to speak. So I wanted to get that book out there. I did that. And then I wanted to transition a little bit and do micro poetry and this really short form of poetry, different forms of it. So in Watch and Wander, I no poem is over seven lines long. Uh, so I have a, a lot of free verse short poems in there and I have some haikus in there as well. Um, so I, I wanted to put that book together, but I wanted to be the one to own it, to create it, to do all the editing, formatting, and all that. So I did some research and I decided to go with Amazon um, to do my print. I did buy a set of ISBNs and we could get into that in a later podcast, what all that means. But I wanted to be the publisher and wanted to own my own work. So I was able to do that, which is really cool. So I did that a um, couple weeks of editing. Uh, and then I was able to go ahead and release that book in print form. So it's on Amazon. It's there. It's ready. Um, it's really cool. I have to say, I know there's different thoughts about Amazon as a publisher, a book publisher, and all things delivery and all that. But as an author, self-publishing a book, they make it really easy for the author, for the writer to focus on their work while they handle the backside of the tech. I'm not really good with tech, um, but it made it, but working with Amazon was so easy. I was able to just fill out a few forms, a few pages, and book was up the up on the site within two or three days. So I, I have to say it was, a, it was a great process. That said, it really feels good to work with the local publishing company. So I was able to do that with my first book, and that felt really good. 
to work with someone in the community. However, I have to say, doing the self-publishing on Amazon was really easy, easier than I thought it would be. Book looks great. Their book editing or book cover um, software could be a little better. I love my, my covers great, but there could be a little bit more creativity there. That said, got the book published. It's available on Amazon. I got some print copies coming. So it's really how you, you want to seek publishing your work. It's great to work with a local publisher, but if you want to go the Amazon route, it's there for authors. It's easy to use, easy to do. Book looks great. Very intuitive. I was able to get a, a, a draft copy of the book in one or two days. Incredibly cost-effective. Just depends on the route that you want to go. For me, I wanted to try it on both ends. So I want to try both the big conglomerate type of deal and then also local publishers. And I had great experiences with both, I have to say. However, um, that said, we when we published Park Bench Philosopher, the interesting thing is the book is strangely out of stock on Amazon. I'm not sure how a new book can be temporarily out of stock. And I really can't get a clear answer from Amazon. I've called several times and my publisher has emailed and all that. So it seems that they don't really like to play with companies outside of their bubble, which is fine. It is what it is. At any rate, that's what's going on on that side of the publishing world for me and I'll talk about this a little bit more in the next segment about how I get these books in the hands of readers I have an interesting strategy and I want some feedback on this so when the podcast hits make sure you comment make sure you respond send me an email my email address is poet.prose2019 at gmail.com we're going to get into the next segment of my marketing and my publishing strategy. So we'll be back after this. Okay, welcome back. So, what is my marketing and publishing strategy? I've decided after coming back from a trip to Virginia, I was in Old Town, Virginia for a conference. And after the conference, went down to a restaurant down the street from the hotel. Sitting there having a couple beers. I wasn't leaving until the next day. And eating some great food, drinking some beer, and I was really really in a celebratory mood. I wanted to celebrate the fact that 2024 just started and I'm about to pub and I published two chat books and I'm so I'm excited. Sitting there at the bar, 
nice young gentleman to my left, another young lady to his left. We were kind of just sitting there at the bar, um, just talking. And I said, I'm here to celebrate. I got two books published. Nice young lady says, hey, I published a book. And we talked a little bit about that. Then the young gentleman said, I'm trying to write this screenplay. Um, we just talked, got to talking about publishing and books and reading and all that. Great conversation. Go back to my hotel and I'm thinking I'm doing some research and thinking about how can I really market my work here. Well, I understood or started to see in the publishing world this change to a episodic model, an episode model for a lot of authors, a subscription model releasing, you know, Kindle has Vela, the Kindle Vela platform, and then you have uh, a lot of different subscription models there. And it seems that authors are trying different ways to keep the reader anticipating for more. So I thought about that for a little bit. And what I decided is I really like the chapbook format. The chapbook, as a poet, you can is easy to create. It's cost effective. For example, my first book, Park Bench Philosopher, is about 36 pages long. My second book, Watch and Wander, micro poems about everything and nothing at all, is about 38 pages long. And that's with the introductions and the acknowledgments and all that. So I said, well, I want to get great content out there in a variety of ways as often as possible. So how do I do that? I already have two chapbooks. The one thing I know how to do is get in front of people and talk. I am awful at social media. <laughs> you will not find me doing anything on social media of note. I don't know how it all works. I'm bad at it. But I can get in front of people and talk. I was a former actor. I worked on Wall Street for a Wall Street company for a little bit. Um, I'm a director at a university. I know how to get in front of people and talk. So plan number one is to go out there and do poetry readings. And it's going to be a session where you're going to have fun. I'm going to tell stories behind the poems. Um, it's going to be really cool. I know I do that. I know how to entertain and, and talk about my work. So that's the first thing. So I'm really looking forward to setting up some poetry reading soon. And I'm, I'm working hard on that right now. Second thing, getting content in a variety of ways that is high quality content as often as possible. So what does that mean? I'm already working on my third book. Uh, my third book is gonna be about just my experiences, my um, adventures at the bar, so to speak. <laughs> I've always loved dive bars and that kind of thing. And I met some really interesting people. So I'm writing a book about that. Um, I'll publish that one more than likely in print as well. Then I'm working on another book simultaneously. I'm a huge classic film fan, classic movie fan, specifically film noir genre. So those dark, sexy 1940s, 1950s movies with the hard-boiled detective and all that. I love that stuff. And so I have a 
a book that I'm writing about some of my favorite film noir films and it's a poetry book so I've, I've, I've used that genre to inspire some poetry I'll probably probably release that in ebook form so that's another book I want to do a book on my adventures uh, traveling and I, I went to Virginia already I'll be going to San Francisco uh, later on this month so, so I'm doing a lot of traveling uh, for my job and I've got my cell phone with me of course I'm taking pictures and all of that um, so I'm doing one of my travels okay so I have all these different books out you know three four five books I'm trying to put out within a span of two three four months so when I do a poetry reading, I'm not just doing one book. I'm doing a theme you know, where I can talk about all my work, pull poems from all different pieces of my work. Also cost effective. I could say, hey, I, each book is $7. You buy all four today, I'll give you a $10 discount, whatever that may be. So that's really my strategy to get out really good quality content as often as possible. Um, and in that way, I'm able to control what I'm creating, control how I engage with the audience, and not leaving it to social media to find followers. A lot of poets do it, a lot of writers do it, and they are good at it. I'm not. I like to get in front of people, really small-scale stuff, get in front of people, talk about my work. Let them have fun, have fun reading my work. My poetry is accessible. It's good to read, easy to read, good to connect to, easy to connect to. That's my goal. Uh, so that's what I see as my goal um, with my work, my strategy right now. We'll see how it works out. Hopefully it'll do well. Maybe it won't. It is what it is. We'll see. So that's my strategy so far. I still plan to do some work with the local publishers. Right now I'm working with a lot of the local bookstores to get my books in in their stores and also sending out some poetry readings, talk with the library as well to put some books there. Uh, so this is really good. I'm, I'm, I'm getting after it. Now i got a podcast. I'll have a website in a week or so, jdvale.com. So that'll be a website in a week or so. On that website, you'll be able to find my podcast, you'll be able to find my books, you'll be able to find my poetry readings. So it's just going to be a lot of things to look at, a lot of content. Um, and it's just going to be like, wow, you know, this guy's writing and putting out some good work. So that's my whole goal. So we'll see how it works. Um, hopefully it'll be a good strategy. But uh, if not, we'll, we'll pivot. You know, it is what it is. Uh, so, yeah, that's why I got going on. Um, to wrap up here, I'm going to talk about um, on the philosophical quick bite. Um, talk about print media versus social media and what I've noticed over the year as a fan of newspapers. And I'll give you a little history on how I became a fan and we'll talk a little bit about that. So hope to hear, hope to have you back in a second. Thank you.
Okay, welcome back. So what is the philosophical quick bite I want to talk about? Um, print media versus social media. What I mean by that. So a little history. I guess it was around. Uh, it was in the 90s. So it was, I was around 16, 17, something like that. And like every, like a lot of kids now or then, I spend the summer just watching TV. My father comes home. He's like, oh, you're watching too much TV. He throws me a newspaper. I want you to read the newspaper, pick out a story that you like, and I want you to write a one-page paper on it, a one-page response on what you read. Okay. I grunted, of course, and I, you know, as any other 16-year-old kid would. I stumbled on the business section and I started seeing these numbers and, you know, mutual funds and equity and and all these different words and the, the bold headlines. Uh, is it a bull, bull market, bear market? And I just started to see all those articles and read those articles. And it's like, that's really interesting. I was up late night, late one night, um, and this was the big era of cable TV, right? So you have a million channels, right? Um, and I stumbled on, I think it was Bloomberg or a station similar to that. I saw the same numbers that I saw in the newspaper. And I was like, man, that's really interesting. I wonder what these numbers mean. So I get up and I go get the newspaper and I'm sitting there reading it. I'm looking at the TV and I'm reading the newspaper, looking at the TV. And I just wanted to figure out what all these numbers meant. So from then on, I would get we would always get the, the Sunday paper. And back in those days, particularly before advertisement went online, the Sunday paper was like, it weighed like a ton because you had all these ads in it and um, all this content. And I would read the... I'd always read the cover stories and then I would go and uh, read the opinions and then read the business section. And from then on, I just I was just fascinated with newspapers. So I always had throughout my life had uh, subscriptions to newspapers and then got kind of expensive. But 2023 starts to end. And of course, all these newspapers have these specials because, I mean, they're Unfortunately, it's a dying breed a lot um, out there as we continue to transition to Internet news. Right. But they had some good deals. So I always get the wall. So I decided to subscribe to the Wall Street Journal, New York Times and always get a local paper. So for me, it's the Columbia Tribune. So I have a variety of opinions and a variety of takes on the day's news. What I noticed is. The newspaper is just as negative as social media. And I, I don't know why I thought that it would be different, but I did some research one night, not much, just a little bit. And research shows that what sells is the train wreck. Negative news sells. So if you're in the newspaper industry and you're relying on People like me who just have a love affair with holding a newspaper in their hand. I mean, that's not a lot of people these days. Um, 
you're going to do what sells. And it's just really weird. Now, the good thing about it is that at least within a newspaper, a newsroom business model, there's somebody that's editing, somebody that is responsible for corrections. There's some sort of checks and balances there. Social media is just anybody with, you know, an account um, and an avatar of some sort that can just blow off steam and, and there's no checking system there. Um, but I found that really interesting. However, even though print media kind of gets me down and it's tough to read sometimes, I am never going to social media again. The nonsense over there on social media is just something I can't deal with. That said, I'm a writer. I'm a poet. I have Facebook. Rarely do anything on it. Got a couple of Facebook groups I'm a part of. I'll blast some of my work out on those uh, socials, but that's something that's just par for the course, right? I mean, it's um, something that you have to do these days. and I'm just not good at it. So I just decide not to really engage with that. But I just find that interesting. When I read the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times and I read their obituaries, I mean, it's incredible. The writing is great. They are writing great obituary obituaries for people. They sound great. They're so kind. I'm like, why do we wait until people die to say something nice about humanity, <laughs> right? Uh, can we do that when they're living? Can we, like, have a story about the people that are helping those that are affected by war versus who's got who got versus the explosions i mean i don't know but anyway it's something i've been thinking about so that wraps everything up for me today i just want to get the first episode out talk to the audience a little bit hope you uh, enjoyed it hope you learned a little bit please respond leave comments good bad or indifferent you should be able to find this podcast on apple podcast podbean as well as amazon music so those are the platforms where i will upload my episodes you will also find the episodes, or the links at least, through my website, jdvale.com, which will be coming soon. There you will also be able to find my books, and I'll blog every now and again as well. So you'll be able to find where I am uh, in mid-Missouri. Um, I'm not just going to do poetry readings here in Columbia where I live. I'm, I want to do them in Kansas City and Jeff City and st louis uh, so out of state if i can do it you know just trying to get in front of people and talk and, and just be engaged with the public so i hope you enjoyed it uh, please leave comments please respond my email address is poet.prose2019 at gmail.com and i really look forward to speaking to you all again I will probably do this once a week, 
So thanks for listening. Take care.